to their emptiness. If you have your Bible, Psalm 25. Psalm 25, I am so grateful for your presence here and certainly his. I am thankful for the Word of God. I'm thankful for Wednesday night Bible study where we can dive into the Word and spend significant time in the Scripture and find the benefit that is in the Word of God. The Word of God is quick, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword, it pierces even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thought and intent of the heart. Anybody like me, you've been in a service and the Word went forth and you're like, how did they know? How did he know? How did she know? And He or she did not know God knew and His Word made it happen for you. I thank God for His Word tonight. Anybody thankful for the Word of God? Thank you, Lord, for your Word. Psalm 25. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Oh, my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. Yea, Let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. Show me thy ways. Somebody say, show me. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me. Somebody say, teach me. Teach me thy paths. Lead me. Somebody say, lead me. Lead me in thy truth and teach me. For thou art the God of my salvation. On thee, on thee do I wait all the day. It's worth the wait. It's worth the wait. I'm thankful for the word of God. I want to pray now that his word would go forth and that you would receive and respond and be better by that receptivity and that response. God, we thank you for your word. It's anointed. I pray that you would allow it to go forth tonight. And as your word goes forth, that it would find the ground, good ground, God, ground that it can sink in and settle in. And then at some point, because it sunk in and settled in, that it'll be watered and that it will spring forth. And God, we'll hear testimonies in the future of how that you have come through because that's what you do. Somebody that God's come through for you, just give him a little more praise. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for your word. I rejoice in you tonight, God. I celebrate that you are the God of my salvation. I'm willing to wait for the God of my salvation. I'm willing to push pause and say today I'm ready for you to come through. I know that you will come through for me. Amen. You can be seated. We have spent uh, some time um, speaking from the Psalms. And many of you know that we've talked from Psalm 23 for multiple weeks, and then uh, from that we went to Psalm 24 and spent multiple weeks talking from that passage, and now we're into uh, multiple weeks discussing uh, Psalm 25. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul, unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul, O my God. 
I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let me not be ashamed. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. That's the little catchy tune that was created by someone that just put a little tune to the passage that's here. And so I find myself occasionally singing that song. And when I am done singing that song, I realize that that has so much more benefit than some of the other songs that I sing that have catchy tunes that perhaps anybody ever sang a song maybe it was just in your mind it was going over and you're like man I wish I could just get that out of my mind because that's not what I want to be singing about that's not what I want to be thinking about and you're, you're not even really thinking about it you're just saying it because it's just there and then I thought this is one sister Michelle that I don't mind anytime I just catch myself saying unto thee O Lord do I lift up my soul? Oh, my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let me not be ashamed. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. I don't mind letting the Lord know that I know that he's going to come through for me. If I'll just wait on the God of my salvation, I can rest assured that God... I want to tell somebody tonight, if you'll just wait on the God of your salvation, he will come through for you so as I'm as I'm studying this passage I'm seeing a word uh, you know how you, you get a word and a word just kind of jumps out at you it seems like it seems like in this passage the word that jumps out at me that is spoken more than once is the word ashamed and so as I'm looking at this word ashamed, I, I said, Siri, give me the definition of ashamed. And so that's what Siri did. And so I looked and it said, embarrassed, embarrassed or guilty because of one's actions, characteristics or Associations, and think about that for a minute. That's that's a lot of verbiage that has significant meaning. Meaning to me, as as I read it, embarrassed. That's what ashamed means. Embarrassed or guilty. Anybody ever heard of guilty by association? Guilty because of one's actions, characteristics, or associations. Further explanation is this. Reluctant to do something, reluctant to do something through, fa- through fear. Hear what it says. You're reluctant to do something through fear of embarrassment or humiliation. That's what a shame. That's what a shame means. So when you think about those definitions, and I'll share those again so that you have a clear understanding of what I'm talking about. Embarrassed or guilty because of one's actions, characteristics, or associations. And then the secondary definition is reluctant to do something through fear of embarrassment or humiliation. Now, we know that the scripture says this. Were they ashamed when they committed abomination? Nay, they were not at all ashamed. Neither could they blush. So think about that. The world that we live in, my friend, they are not only not ashamed of the abomination, 
They are not only not ashamed of their sin, they are proud of it. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. And I'm not, don't, don't misunderstand. Not that I would have to apologize if I were, but I'm not speaking of one particular sin. I'm not singling out one particular sin and saying that they're not ashamed and they are proud. of. I'm talking about multiple levels of sin that people are not ashamed. They're proud of it. Things that people used to do Quietly, ashamedly, now they do publicly and proudly. You understand where we're at now? You understand where we are in the world that we live in? Is everybody on the same page with Pastor tonight? You understand that I'm telling you that the world that we live in, the world that we are a part of, the world that we are trying to reach is not ashamed of their abomination. They're not ashamed of the sin. Has anybody ever known anybody that you could tell by looking? You ever heard somebody say, you got a guilty look on your face? I mean, back in the day when I had, when I had made a bad choice or had done something that I shouldn't have done. I mean, it was hard for me to walk in to where a praying mama was, Brother Larry. There was, there was something about it when something just, just came all over me when I walked in and, and I heard mama in the closet of prayer seeking God and I knew what I had. I knew why she was praying and I knew what I had done that forced her to her knees and I didn't walk in proudly and say, yeah, that's right. No, there was something about it. I began to, I started feeling bad. I started feeling embarrassed. I started feeling guilty and saying you know what I need I need to get to the house of God and find me an altar so that I can repent of the sin that's in my I want to tell somebody something you need to understand that you have a God that loves you and is merciful and it doesn't matter how many mistakes that you've made he will hear the cry of repentance but what you cannot do is say I'm entitled to be a sinner <clears throat> Were they ashamed? No, they were not at all ashamed. Neither could they blush. They weren't intimidated or embarrassed by their sin. So, friend, we have our work. We have our work cut out for us, as it were, for people that we need to help. And the only way that I know that we can, if you would, Brother Johnson, put verse verse 3 on the screen for me, if you would. My Bible print just keeps getting smaller and smaller. I didn't know it could happen, but it just keeps getting smaller and smaller. And the number on my glasses keeps getting bigger and bigger. And I think I need more than readers because I'm just being challenged with my, with my ability to see. And as I think about that, I think that might be the same concept that the world is trying to navigate through. They have blurred vision when it comes to the lines that have been drawn in the word of God. Remember when I said forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. There are some things, the things that our Savior says that are non-negotiable. We don't get to talk people into saying, I think that's all right. I could understand why you did that. I could understand. 
you, you should never be able to understand why somebody violates Scripture. Yay. Verse 3. Yay. Let none. That means nobody. That means there's not exceptions to the rule. Let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Now these, all these words, I feel like tonight's filled with weighty words. And when I'm speaking of weighty words, I'm not talking about W-A-I-T words. I'm talking about the weight, W-E-I-G-H-T, weighty words. Words that weigh so much. The description of a shame had weighty words. This has weighty words to me. Yea, let none that weight on thee be ashamed. What he's saying here is don't let anybody that's saying my confidence and trust is in you, God. Don't let anybody be embarrassed. I want to tell somebody something tonight. I'm not one bit embarrassed to tell people I am counting on God to see me through. I am counting on God to help me out of the hell. I am counting on God. Sister Shelby, I want you to understand something. When you said we're just going to put it in the hands of God, there's, I don't, I'm not a shame to say I'm just going to put it in the hands of God I'm not intimidated to tell the devil or anybody else I am going to put my confidence in the Lord unto thee O Lord do I lift up my soul oh my God I trust in thee I trust in you God some trust in chariots some in horses not me I'm going to trust in the name the Lord our God. So he said, don't let anybody, please, Lord, don't let anybody. That's saying, I'm waiting on you. And then you not come through. I want to tell you that if you're waiting on him, he is going to come through for you. I'm going to say that again. If you're waiting on him, he is going to come through for you. Did I mention that if you're waiting on our Savior, I don't know what else you're waiting on. I, I am not, I am not the person to talk to you about patience. I just want you to know that I have a problem. I'm, I have a problem with patience. That's something I have to try to navigate through. And so it's a challenge for me. It's a work in progress. But I'm going to tell you something. There is someone that I don't have a problem waiting on at all. I'll tell you who that is. That's Jesus. Because not one time has he ever failed. But I've waited for people and then they let me down. And I feel like I wasted all the time that I waited on him. But I've never waited on God that he didn't step in to that situation and solve that. So I want to tell somebody, you're not waiting in vain. God is not going to embarrass you. Don't feel guilty for waiting on God. Don't ask all, don't act all sheepish like, oh, we're, we don't, we're just, we're just waiting on God. That, that's great. Don't be ashamed about that. That's good. Wait on God. Because he won't let you down. He won't embarrass you. He won't, he won't give up on you. He won't not show up. Not long ago, I got up early. I don't like to get up early. I do when I have to get up early. 
you know, some people, they like to get up early. God love them. I mean, they'll go to heaven too, so that's good. I don't like getting up early. Sister Michelle, I got up early. I got ready. I got my daughter. She, she had to go for a test. She's having physical issues, and she, she had to go for a test at a doctor's office, and she got up, got ready. That's a challenge in itself. I mean, my wife got ready. She does that better than any of us. She got ready. We all went to the doctor, drove all the way over to Arkansas, to Jonesboro, to the doctor's office, because we had an appointment with the doctor who was supposed to help us. That's the only reason I was going. I wasn't going because I wanted to get up early and drive to Arkansas. I was going because I wanted somebody to help my baby who was sick, solve that situation. Let me just tell you, I think doc, I'm, not, I'm not ripping on doctors. I'm, I'm not against doctors. I'm, I'm for doctors doing what God has empowered them. I think that's why he gave them that gift, to help us. I'm for doctors. I'm not preaching against doctors. Don't, don't get that doctrine started. I'm not preaching against doctors. But I don't like when I do all of that and they they come out after I had to, I'm not even going to get into all, I, they come out and they say, oh, oh, no, no, that, that appointment was canceled. The doctor's not even here. Huh. I'm doing better now than I did then. did all now when we left I'm going to tell you what kind of guy when we left I was aggravated I was frustrated I was upset and I still hear what I'm telling you right now I still took my wife and my daughter through Starbucks that's right you heard what I said so for them it was not a wasted journey. To me, it was totally wasted. I put my confidence, I waited, I spent time, effort, energy, finance, and what happened? Nothing happened. And they said, we'll just have to reschedule and we'll check with your insurance and yada, 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 yada. Anybody ever heard of yada, yada, just everything? I'll tell you what's, it's come to my understanding that when I wait on people and they let me down, I'm frustrated. I'm embarrassed. I'm ashamed that they could do something as crazy as that. But I want to tell you that not one time have I ever taken my daughter or taken my wife or taken the church of God or the people I got like those of you that I prayed for today I want you to know when I put it into the hands of God I know beyond any shadow of a doubt I wish somebody would hear what I'm preaching to you tonight I know beyond any shadow of a doubt that my God is going to take care of whatever it is that you're going through you say pastor you don't understand the dilemma that I'm in I don't have to understand the dilemma that you're in I just have to know that God that can solve your situation and can deliver you from your dilemma would somebody hear what I'm preaching to you on this Wednesday night that you don't have to be ashamed when you find that he's all that you have you will find that he's all that you need Woo! if you want to know why I'm all fired up it's your fault and your fault and your fault 
telling me how that God came through. Telling me that you walk you walk to the bottom of that bed and you grab the feet of your brother and you pray and then just somebody hear what I'm preaching to you on this Wednesday night you pray and God he said the doctor said a walking miracle you want to know why because somebody said I put my confidence in a God that will not let me down I'm all fired up because somebody said it wasn't vague. It was specific. And I said, this is the way I wanted Jesus. Guess what, Sister Michelle? You can't get more specific than he is. I heard somebody say, I'm not keeping any of my crisis. He can have it all because he said, cast all your care upon him. And I'm not even one bit upset that I'm not getting to the part that I've tried to get to the last two weeks because I'm helping somebody in the Holy Ghost right now. Yay! Let none, somebody say none. That means you're sitting here tonight and you're like, Yeah, well, that's a great story, Sister Michelle. Thank you, Sister Angel. That's awesome. But you don't understand where I'm at. Guess who this scripture's for? It's for you don't understand where I'm at. That's who it's for. You're the one. You're the one he's talking to tonight saying, don't give up on me. Friend's going to fail you. It's going to happen. Loved one's going to let you down. Probably going to happen. But there's somebody, whoo, a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And his name is Jesus. And he said, I won't. You don't have to be embarrassed. Whoo, you don't have to be ashamed. Yay. What time is it? My, my, my. I got all excited and it's five after eight. Thank you, sister. Yay! Let none, somebody say none. You came to church on Wednesday night weary, struggling, fighting through all the hell that's happening, and the word of the Lord is to you, don't worry just wait don't worry just wait wait on me saith he I will not allow you to be ashamed if you'll just Mm, wait on me somebody say wait on me you want to talk about who you want to talk about who should be ashamed people let them be ashamed. Why are, we, why are we apologetic? Somebody was talking to me about separation, marks of devotion. I, here's what I want everybody to understand at First Church. I don't apologize for our marks of devotion. I'm not arrogant about our marks of devotion, but I, I, I'm not apologetic about it either. At the same time that I'm not apologetic, I don't force feed anyone. Have you ever tried to give a baby carrots 
Have you ever tried to feed? I, I saw somebody that was so mean. They thought it was so cute to see their kid with a lemon. And they put that lemon in their... I've never, I've never, I've, I've been pastor at First Church for almost 20 years, and I've never gotten up behind this sacred desk and crammed any mark of devotion down anyone's throat. Record solved. If you can tell me and you can show me, I'll be glad to see it. But at the same time that I've not crammed it down anybody's throat doesn't mean that I apologize for our marks of devotion. I don't think, here's what you have to understand. I don't think, those of you that don't know baseball, my apologies, here's a baseball analogy. Matt Carpenter used to play for the Cardinals and he got so bad that we pretty much just gave him up and gave up on him. And then he went and he played for the New York Yankees. And man, the guy's doing great. I mean, he's hitting home runs and he's doing things he couldn't do for us. And God bless him, you know. I mean, that, that's wonderful. When he got there, when he got there, he had, he had something that he had to decide. Am I going to play for this team? And if the answer is yes, which I don't, I don't I think he probably should. You know, he's, he's getting a lot of money to do it and yada, yada, yada. There's benefits, but... He decides, I got to do what the, another, another prime example. I mean, my daughter, she just really thought this guy was, you know, everything in a bag of chips because he could, you know, I don't think she thought because he could play outfield and hit the ball a little bit that that's why. But, you know, I mean, he had this long, his name's Harrison Bader. And, and for those of you that aren't baseball fans, this Harrison Bader had this long flowing hair. Just, ooh, it was so beautiful, whatever, you know. I mean, I, I think long flowing hair on a woman's beautiful. I don't think it is on a man, but that's just, that's just, a, that's just, I'm just saying. I mean, she thought it was cute and, I, and I'm like, okay. Guess what? You look at Harrison Bader right now. Look at Harrison Bader right now. Harrison Bader has a haircut. You want to know why Harrison Bader got a haircut? Because the Yankees said, the Yankees said. The Yankees said. You can't have a beard and you can't have long hair. Okay, fine. You want to wear the pinstripes? Cut your hair and shave your beard. I mean, if that's all it took, I could play for the Yankees. That's not all it takes. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying here's what I want you to understand. We do not need to be ashamed. We do not need to be ashamed, embarrassed... Fear of being embarrassed for who we are. There's nothing wrong with who we are. That does not entitle us. And I, I spoke to one of our guests and they were mentioning, uh, you know, I, I didn't know whether I could come, yada, 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 with this, 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 and that. And I said, Here, here's, been my, here's been my philosophy and policy. From the time that I got here, we want everybody to come and we want you to wear something. Now that's not, is that too strict? My God, this is not a nudist colony. We just want you to wear something. Wear something. How, how can I come to First Church? Wear something. It's great, novel concept. 
Because here's the philosophy that many people, hear what I'm saying right now. Many people in this region feel like, I'm not making this stuff up. They feel like that if they come in here and they don't look a certain way or have a certain set of requirements in regard to their dress, their apparel, their, their various, various forms of, of, uh, marks of devotion, etc. They're, they're like, I, I can't come there. You can come here if you wear something. Don't, don't ask of me to apologize for our separation, for our marks of devotion. And, you know, I don't even know how I got on this, but I, I feel like it's important to let people know that it's frustrating to me as a pastor that people can flat out commit abomination to God and boast about it and brag. And then we just talk about our marks of devotion and say, you know what? I don't do this. I don't do that. And we're, we're supposed to be embarrassed or ashamed. I think not. Now, don't, don't misunderstand. I'm not getting up next Sunday and hammer down. I just, I just had a, a visit with Sister Michelle and talked to her. Any, anybody that wants to be a part of this church can be a part of this church. Does anybody hear what I'm saying? Now, I'm apologizing because it's 812, but... I I do want to get this point across that the frustrating thing for me as pastor is there are people that aren't ashamed, that should be, and there are people that are, that shouldn't be. That's a problem. Okay? So there's nothing to be ashamed about when you say, I'm going to wait on the Lord. I'm going to wait on you, Jesus. Nothing to be ashamed about if you're waiting on God. You're saying, hey, God, Help me through this. I got a situation. I, I want to follow after you. Some things I don't understand. Some things that, hey, there's nothing wrong with not understanding. Ask questions. Talk to people. Talk to the right people. Mm, that's a good word right there. Talk to people. Talk to the right people. Because if you want to find somebody that will jump on the bandwagon and tell you how bad we are, you can find people that will tell you how bad we are. And they're wrong. And it's possible to be right with the wrong attitude. I don't ever want to be that. I've known people, perhaps in our history, that have been right with the wrong attitude. That's just as bad as being wrong because it is wrong. Am I helping anybody tonight? Good. Let them. Somebody say let them. Let them be ashamed. Who are we going to let be? Who should be ashamed? People that transgress without cause. Who is that? People that sin. People that sin without cause. Consider that without cause. It's never right. I'm, I'm teaching some serious stuff. I said it was weighty words tonight. It's never right to do wrong. That's pretty deep right there. I didn't see anybody writing it down because I know I'm in overtime, but apologizing for that is not, uh, not probably enough. But I'm just feeling the need to talk to you tonight and tell you that it's never right to be wrong. And it's never right to do wrong. Let me say that again. It's never right to do wrong even when you are right. Hmm, that's weighty words right there. I'm feeling heavier just saying that. Because there's a weight upon us 
that even when we're right, we can't be wrong. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Oh, my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. I want to pray for you because, man, I feel like that I just, everybody's like on a diet and I just like threw the whole buffet at you tonight and I, I'm on a diet and thinking about a buffet, man, I just, just, it's tough, so. Uh, let's pray and let's ask God to help us to take that word and to chew on it and, and to digest it. I, I, think, I think that if we, can, if we can take that word and digest it, God's going to help us grow by it. God, I thank you for these wonderful people that have gathered in this house tonight, your house, the sanctuary. And I, I pray, God, that what was said tonight will be a benefactor, a blessing, a help to them, Lord. And so that as they receive that, that they can wait on you, that they can wait on you and that you will come through and that there's nothing, they should not apologize or be embarrassed by the fact that their confidence and trust is in you. God, there's nothing wrong with believing in people, but there is something wrong, God, when people let you down giving up on you or taking it out on you. We must continue to keep our confidence in you. I pray for every person here that they would put their trust in you and never, never give up because you won't. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. I do. I'm so sorry. It's 817. Please accept my apology for going overtime. I don't normally do that. So if you're a guest tonight, please know pastor's usually done or around 8 o'clock or a little bit after I went overtime. My apologies. God bless you. Thanks for being here.